Welcome to the Whistle Way Podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with Whistle Realty Group and EXP Realty in San Diego. And I'm Brian Kochi, Director of Media here at Whistle Realty Group. The goal of the show is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics to go out there and crush it in your business. The way that we like to do that is to answer the questions that you have for us. So if you have a show, uh, question you want to have answered on the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com. You can ask us questions on there. Subscribe to the podcast and YouTube channel, join our referral network and email newsletter, and get dialed in with our Media Mayor Mastermind course, which will help you take your video skills to the next level. If you enjoy the show today, we'd really appreciate if you're watching on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, let YouTube know you're enjoying it. Also, you can hit that subscribe button and little notification bell to get notified of future episodes of the show. And if you are listening on a podcast platform, if you could hook us up with a review on that platform, those reviews really, really help spread the word about the show. With that said, what's the uh, question today, Brian? Conferences. Conferences are back. They're coming back full force. They're coming back faster than ever. Uh, one of the things... I know some of them have gone and shut down already. I heard there. I heard there's a big brokerage that canceled theirs, right? Yeah, Keller Williams, Mega Camp, they went yeah. virtual. Zillow is supposed to have an unlock. They've gone virtual. So it's going to be interesting to see if we're going to go full lockdown again or not. A full conference doing virtual is so, so hard. So, so hard. But anyways, I guess this really could apply for either way, depending on which way you take it. But um, as people are doing conferences either virtually or online, or virtually or online, virtually or in person, um, as they come back, I want to make sure that we can share some tips that people can get the most out of these conferences as possible. Um, we want to make sure that people don't go, I mean, I guess you do what you do, right? But how do how does someone go to a conference and really extract value from it rather than having a three or four day vacation and then come back and do nothing with it? That's why I go to conferences. I just want a vacation. Cool. So tell about, but I mean, you're paying for my conference and flight and hotel. So maybe, maybe you talk about how I should get value from it. Okay. I guess we can go there. I mean, I actually like the vacation. Never mind. Thank you so much for watching this week's episode. <laughs> I don't know if Dallas in the middle of August is a, an ideal vacation spot oh. though. Ooh, it's going to be hot. I'm sure it's going to be like 95 and raining. But it's going to be air conditioner. It'll yeah. Be fun. We'll be inside. It'll be all good. Yeah, so conferences can be a really, really amazing opportunity. Um, I think I'll give you a few of the pointers um, of how to get the most out of these conferences, just depending on you know what conference it is, why you're going, like going to one uh, with Tony Robbins speaking at it, which is going to be a little bit of a different type of event than if you're going to like a Tom Ferry event where you're going to have a lot of uh, various speakers up there. So um, some of the things that I know Brian and I both like to do is to try to get a hold of the speaker list up front, see who's going to be speaking at the event and start making friends with people before the event happens, get on their radar. That's um, my favorite thing to do. It's, yes. my fa it's so easy. Why is it your favorite thing, Brian? Because I, I love talking with people. And it's very – so, one, it's really hard to connect with people once they've spoken on stage. They speak on stage, you try and text them, they will never text you back. They just got 300 text messages. Um, but if you start a conversation with them early, it's it's really easy to continue that conversation. They can see, oh, there's a, a message thread. And I rem I'll always remember this. Christoph Chu do does it amazingly. I remember we chatted on Instagram a couple weeks before a Tom Ferry event. He was walking by the alley or, or the aisle once. I said, oh, hey, bud. And he goes, hey, we talked on Instagram. And we had a conversation as he was walking to his seat. Him being able to connect with me like that made a huge difference. And uh, I always love him for that. <laughs> so I love connecting with people ahead of time. 
Yeah, so if you're going to an event, there's going to be a lot of speakers at the event. If you have a desire to connect with those speakers, connect with them prior to them speaking, not after them speaking, because once they've spoken, uh, people tend to line up and um, it gets a lot harder to get their attention after that. But if you already have their attention before they speak, it's easier to keep that attention after they speak. So that could be a tip. Um, one of my biggest tips is when you go to these conferences, try to not hang out with the same people you hang out with at home. Um, you know, if I'm going to, we'll just stick with the Tom Ferry one because that's a big one that we all go to um, within our office. When I go to this conference, I've got some of the top agents from around the world at this conference. But what I see everybody do is they go to the conference, they hang out with all the same people that are already in their existing office. Well, I don't know about you, but if I hung out with you this past week, and now I'm at the conference this week, and I'm going to hang out with you next week. I don't need to hang out with you at the conference. I saw you the week before. I'm going to see you the week after. I'm not going to see all these people coming from all over the country, like our boy Michael from down in Australia, or you know, people that are coming from Europe or Africa or Canada or coming from all these places. Like, I'm not going to see them the week before. I'm not going to see them the week after. I should probably see them when I'm at this conference, when we're in the same place at the same time, because I have a unique opportunity to get face to face with some of these people. So I think that's a huge thing I see. And we actually intentionally give our agents shirts each day when we go to a conference, different colored shirts. So one day they'll be wearing an orange shirt. One day they will be wearing a green shirt. One day they'll be wearing a black shirt. And I'm actually looking as a team leader to see, do I see a bunch of orange shirts gathering together? Because that means that's all of our people gathering together, which they gather together here at the office. They should be dispersing at an event and meeting as many new people as they can, learning from as many people as they can. So then at the end of the event, we can all bring our ideas back and collaborate on those ideas and you know pick and choose the ones that are gonna be most effective for our business. And the thing that I love about connecting with people in different markets, one, you don't see them very often, so you can either uh, create relationships or strengthen them. But two, people are much more willing to share everything they're doing with people that aren't directly in their market. So if I'm if I'm talking with um, Josh Rubin in New Jersey, New York, City. New York City, that area, and I ask him for his listing presentation or a mailer, he's much more willing to share it with me here than if I were to ask someone who is in in San Diego with us as well. Um, and then also you get to see some different um, styles and some different kind of regional uh, design aspects. If we're talking about listing presentation or mailers, that you go, oh, there is a a, a large um, community in Louisiana that there is in East County, San Diego, I can use some of those similar design aspects to speak their language. So um, I, I like it for those reasons as well. Yeah. And I like to connect with a variety of people when I'm at an event. I love talking to brand new agents who are just kind of getting up and running. And sometimes they've figured out some really cool tricks that like I haven't even thought of yet. Um, but then I like to talk to like very established veterans um, I like to talk to people selling, you know, high volume, low price. And I like to talk to people who are selling low volume, high price. Mm -hmm. I really want to talk to a variety of different people because everybody's got something to offer. Um, and if I could just pick a few ideas out of the event, I mean, I'm not going into these events trying to come up with a hundred new things. Um, I'm a huge fan of using like a do doing done board. And um, we use Trello as a system that was kind of like the most popular for this. Um, but there's a million different ways you could do it. You could do post-it notes. I don't give a damn what you use. But just having a do, doing, and done board. And so the way that that works is you go to the conference and you're, you're, you're meeting people, you're hearing different people speak, you're getting ideas at happy hour, all of that stuff. Take the ideas that you get, put all of those into a do board. Just It's fine. You could load the do board with a million ideas throughout the event. 
But then at the end of the event, parse that down to maybe five, 10 at like the absolute most, but ideally like five or less. Just so it's like, here's the five things that I really need to implement in my business in the, over the next 90 days that are gonna move the needle. And then work on those things one at a time. Pull them from the do column, put them into the doing column. Once you've, I've done that one thing, move it to the done column, and now you can grab something from do, put it in doing, and just focus on those five things over the next quarter. And that could be really, really massive. Um, and then we've been running our business on EOS, Entrepreneurial Operating System. And one of the things we've learned is that those are now called rocks in, our, um, in the system that we're running. And so what we like to do is now you take those ideas and instead of it just being this big overarching thing, you actually attach milestones to it. So instead of it's just like, hey, I need to get this done this quarter. Now it's, yes, I need to get this done this quarter, but I need to do this within the next two weeks, this within the, you know, within the next two weeks after that, and then this in the next week. And as long as I hit these five steps over the, the quarter, then I'm gonna accomplish it. So you take the big lofty goal and then break it down into multiple milestones that are gonna help you stay on track. One of the things I like to do, cause I like to do, I like pen and note, pen and paper um, when I'm at a conference. Otherwise I will do anything and everything but pay attention to the conference. Uh, so I, I like know, pen I just and paper. wanna like throw this thing away. It's, it's the worst having the phone or the computer. It's just, it's too distracting. Um, so I like to use pen and paper. I like to write notes to, and I know Kyle, you're one, Typically, this is, hey, I like to write a few notes because those are the things I'm going to do. I like to write a lot of notes. But what what I like to do to kind of add into my doing section is I'll usually use, leave the first or the last page. And those are the, the big ticket items of things that I want to really dive in on. And so I'll flip to the last page and go, oh, that was great. I really want to focus on that. So that way, when I go home with my notebook, I can look at the last page or the first page and say, these are the seven things. These are the three things. These are the nine things that I'm going to focus on like it. What else? Um, yeah. And we, we touched on it a little bit. I didn't, I don't know that I fully wrapped, uh, wrapped that up in a bow, but as far as when you're at the event, I, do, I want you to try to meet new people. I want you to try to go to lunches and dinners with new people, breakfast with new people, go to just show up to a happy hour where you know nobody and force yourself to meet people. Like try to meet as many people as you can, because you're going to learn stuff from different people. And you're going to try to create as many referral relationships as possible with these people. So with that, what do you bring with you in terms of meeting people? Do you bring business cards? Yes. Do, you do, do you do virtual cards, the, the V cards? Do you have a landing page? Like what, what, what do you recommend? I like both. Um, there's something still about like, I don't really like business cards much, but I think a conference is like the number one place where a business card is going to make the most sense. I think you have to have your photo on it. I, I know people like, oh, I don't like to put my photo on a business card. You think they're going to remember you? Like if there's any place you need to have your photo on a business card, it's a conference. Like, Makes they, sense. You gotta, you know, you're gonna meet so many different people throughout the course of the event, whether it's two, three, four days, whatever. You're gonna meet a lot of people. You gotta be, you know, you gotta have a photo so they remember who the hell you were from the other forty freaking business cards that they grabbed. So put a photo on there for sure. Um, and then I also we talked about it as one of our widgets of the week, but there's an app called Blink B L I N Q that has a really cool digital version. So like I have it on my phone, and it's just one of my widgets on my iPhone. And it's just a big fat QR code. So if I meet somebody, they're like, oh, can I grab your number? Here, just scan this real quick. Boom, I'm in their phone book. So um, that could be really cool. The thing I don't like with that is that gets me into their phone. And I got to make sure they do it and then send me a text message. Because if they got my info, I don't have their info. I actually want their info more than I want them to have mine. Yeah. Um, so I can follow up with them. I'm a huge fan. Obviously, we videos are jam. 
I like shooting one-to-one -one videos. So at the end of the day, when I get back to my room, whoever's business card I got or whoever I exchanged messages with, I like to just shoot them a quick like 10 second video. Hey Brian, what's up? It's great to meet you. It was really cool having a beer with you and hearing what you're doing up there in Seattle. Like, just want to send it, say hi. That's it. Like, a few seconds. But yeah. just so that like you actually followed up, because most people are never going to follow up, just like they don't with their leads. And that way, when you text them six months from now, there's something. There's already a conversation in that that feed, and they'll remember. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Yep. What else you got? Um, Book dinners well in advance. Okay. It's very very easy to fill up a table at a conference. Oh my God. Very, so everybody's hoping to get invited to like dinners and events and stuff like that. So before you even get to an event, just book dinners. Like we have Wednesday night at this event we're going to, we booked uh, 20 seats at a restaurant. Like we didn't know who the hell we were going to invite. We just booked 20 seats and we'll figure it out. And now we're like a wait list, right? Mm -hmm. Of people that want to be at that dinner. Um, so that could be really huge. It's just book tables. I always try to do tables of uh, eight. I don't like to go more than eight because you can usually get eight at a round table. And I put in my reservation request round table preferred uh, because when you have a round table, you get a lot of conversation where everybody's involved. If you end up at a rectangular table, you tend to have two separate, a four, a four person conversation on the left side of the table and a four person conversation on the right side of the table. So I'm very big on round tables. Um, so I'll typically each night, I'll just book dinner reservations um, and then I'll fill it up. And I'll, you know, maybe I'll have one other person in my office. Hey, you invite two, three people. I'll invite two, three people. We'll fill up the table and, and we're off to the races. Um, so I love that. So what about travel? When do you get in? When do you leave? Um, or what would you recommend? I know what you do is different than most. But what would you recommend people to do? Um, so I think the, the biggest thing that's unique that you probably wouldn't think of is I love the idea of staying a day after the event. So... Like this event that I'm going to is a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday event. I love the idea of staying on Friday. Whether you fly out Friday night or Saturday morning, I love the idea of having Friday to take some time to really debrief from the event. And now that's where you have that do list that has, you know, 50 things in it. And you, you know, condense that down to those five things. So you just spend that. Now, first thing I'm going to do is take my 50 ideas, condense it down to the five. Then I'm going to take the five and I'm going to build out the milestones for each of those five of how am I going to accomplish those over the next 90 days. Um, so I love just having a day where you can get that stuff done. A lot of times I'm like, oh, I'll just do it on the plane. When I'm done with a conference and I get on the plane, all I want to do is sleep. Like, I just want to close my eyes. Maybe clip some toenails. Down. Oh, Jesus. That was horrible. <laughs> a lady on, next to Kyle was clipping her toenails. Uh, on the plane. It was, and she did not have nice feet. It was, oof, <laughs> these things were. Would like, it have been different uh, if she had nice feet? It would have been different. This, this chick's feet were like like leather. Anyway. Oh, it was brutal. Um, so, yeah, I like to stay an extra day and just debrief and, de and decompress, too. Yeah. Because, like, man, these conferences um, you know, a lot of these things go from like 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then there's like a happy hour and then you're going to dinner and then you might go out after that. Like you're so exhausted. So just having a day to like chill um, and just decompress from everything that's happened over the, you know, two, three, four days can be really, really helpful. So that's another tip that I think is important. And then this is something we've never talked about, but I think is really interesting. If a conference has breakout set sections, which ones do you want to go to and which ones do you want to avoid? Obviously, like what types of things do you want to go to and what types of things do you want to avoid? I have my own 
thought process. Why don't you share yours so you can lead, lead me you. in the path where you want to go with this? More often than not, um, panels, I don't like. I typically, because it's really hard to get a mo good moderator. It's really it's good to have. Very dependent on the moderator. But I mean, it, there's so many variables in a panel. There's too many variables. How good is the moderator? Mm -hmm. And then is there somebody who hogs a ton of time but has nothing? Remember that one we did in L.A.? Like, oh, my gosh. It, the moderator was horrible. They had, like, every person talk for, like, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. It was, like, an hour and a half before I got to say a word. Yep. Like, I mean, there's a – yeah, you could have that. And that could be either the moderator didn't couldn't control the group or you had somebody who just wouldn't shut the heck up and had nothing valuable to say. There's just a lot of variables when it's a panel. I like to avoid panels – Typically. Now, if you have a super solid moderator and it's like three people, maybe four, if you see an eight-person panel, fucking run. Like, don't even try. It's not going to be good because they just put all the big name, the, the, the names there to get people in the door. Each person's going to talk for 20 seconds, and you're going to have a whole crowded room. So I don't, I don't typically like panels. Um, I do like – sometimes I'll go to, to breakout rooms that have – that I'm not directly interested in um, because I'll, I, I can go into it. Like, obviously I like going to the video breakout stuff like that, that that's exciting to me and I want to hear how other people are doing it. But sometimes I'll avoid things that I'm already, that are already in my lane and I'll go to a overcoming objections and then I'll hear one or two things in there that I'm like, that's really good. We can utilize that in our listening presentation. We can utilize that tactic in something. And so trying to find breakout rooms that may not, be originally of interest to me i really like yeah well i'll 100 agree with you on the panel thing i one even when i'm speaking i prefer not to be on panels because <laughs> again it's just so hit or miss um i would rather instead of three people on a one hour long panel i would rather three people have 20 minute talks yeah. I, because the thing is when you get a talk you're able to prepare and deliver everything that you've prepared for when i'm on a panel i actually have way more content that i am prepared for but it doesn't mean I'm going to get to deliver all of that content. Again, it depends on the moderator. It depends on the timing. It depends on how long other people talk. Like, I might not get my content out. But if you give me 20 minutes, I know I have 20 minutes. And I'm going to have 20 impactful minutes of content. Yep. Um, so just heads up, event organizers, just from somebody who's done a ton of public speaking, this is just my tip. If you're putting on your own event, try to avoid the panels as much as possible. There's going to be unique situations where a panel might make sense. But for the most part... Um, people are going to get far more content out of short talks. Think of TED, right? Think of TED X talks. Like that's a thing. People are able to build what they're going to do for that time period, and they tend to be a lot more effective. So strongly recommend you guys check that out. Um, so there's that. I'm trying to think of what are some of the other tips that I can think of um, when it comes to conferences. I think we covered a lot, and I think that's just about our time anyway. Okay. I would say, I mean, wear your name tag. Mm. Like wear... If you have a badge, like keep that on at all times until you leave the hotel, because then you look like a tool when you leave the hotel. And you I still like wearing have, it. You're like you're walking down like downtown Disney, and you still have your name badge on. Fuck from the it, conference. I wear. You look you look silly at that. Oh point. no, I'm so cool. Uh, Everyone's like that guy is cool. Yeah. Wearing the the dad shoes and everything. Oh, I'm so cool. <laughs> um, so wear it at all times when you're at the event. But then when you leave the hotel, take it off. And also um, make sure that your the name can be seen. So many times they'll have a name badge that gets flipped backwards. So if if 
that happens often, make sure you put your business card on one side. So at least there's some way that they can see your name. Yeah. Last thing, I got this charger. I don't even remember the name of it. It's from Anchor, A-N-K-E-R. Uh, but it's really cool. It's a power block. So when I, in my room, I plug it in and hook a cable up like I would any other cell phone charger and charge my phone overnight. But then I'm able to take that block and it's also now a portable charger. Um, and so now when I'm at the event, if my battery dies, I can be plugged into that block and it's multi-purpose. So I don't have to have like a wall charger and a portable block. It's one in the same. Um, it's such a great widget. Super, super cool. That one is you, like you one of my favorites. Up. You should have used that as your widget. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it with me. Um, but that one's really, really helpful. I love that. And then the way that I've learned to use that is you stay, what most people do where they screw up is they run their battery down to zero and then they plug into their block. I prefer to keep my block plugged in until my block runs out because then what I can do at the end of the day when I go up to the room to change clothes, I can leave the block behind and I don't have to have my block on me all night. Yep. So I'm fine having my block during the event when I'm sitting in a chair, sitting at a desk. It's not yeah, a big deal to have my block. You. But once I go out for the night to dinner, go out for drinks or whatever, I don't want to have to have a block and a cable hanging and all of that stuff. So yeah. just another little pro tip. Cool. All right. Well, that's what we got for you guys as far as the content goes. If you are enjoying this content, make sure if you're watching on YouTube, give us a thumbs up on there. Let YouTube know you're enjoying the content. Also hit that subscribe button and the little notification bell so you get notified of future episodes of the show. Uh, if you are listening on a podcast platform, make sure to hook us up with a review on there as well. Uh, we're going to dive into our widget of the week here in a minute, which is something we use in our business that saves us time, makes us more money, or just helps us have more fun. Um, but before we do, if you have a question you want to have us answer on a future episode of the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com. Ask us questions, subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube channel, join our referral network and our email newsletter, and get dialed in with our Media Mayor Mastermind course, which is seven years of creating videos together with Brian and everything we've learned condensed into a nice little package to teach you what you need to know to go crush it with video. With that said, what's your widget of the week, Brian? Before I get into my widget, I want to share that I utilized your widget from last week, uh, SwiftKey keyboard. I think it's okay. I think there's got some. I think it still has to learn my my. My stuff. The thing I like about it that you didn't talk about is you can cuss in it. You can't cuss in the Apple keyboard, oh, yeah, but you can, the with, you can with the, the Swift key. So just want to say I tried it. I like it. Don't love it yet, but I like it. Because it keeps wanting to spell handles the proper way, not the ice cream yeah, store way. Just, That's got to be it. You know what? The Apple keyboard will misspell my name 100% of the time. It does an I instead of a Y. I'm like, I own you. And you still can't. It, it just knows it pisses me off. So it does it. Anyway, my... Uh, my widget this week I found on TikTok, and it's a way to create animated um, logos, the little splash pages on videos, without having to have a subscription to Adobe After Effects, without having to know how to use After Effects, without having to dive into that at all. Um, it all can be done using a browser, and um, it's fairly inexpensive. Usually when you're making one of these, you're making one or two. You're not making a hundred different... Um, 100 different of these splash pages. So pretty inexpensive. I think it's like 10 bucks if you want the HD versions, 10 bucks a month. And this is called Render Forest. So you go through, you can do explainer videos, you can do logo animations, you can do all sorts of different things. Um, just type in your type, uh, upload your photo, and it'll make it for you. It's kind of slow. It'll take 10 minutes. But again, doing it one-off is it's pretty cool. So Render Forest is my, my widget of this week. Cool. Uh, for mine, we just moved and in the moving process decided that this gigantic printer that we had 
think it was Adele. This thing was huge, this big fat laser printer. We just it was decided Adele? it was Hello? Adele. Uh, I decided we didn't need this giant printer anymore and I wanted to get a new one. Plus I was having issues cause it was like five or six years old. And you know, when all the OSs are updating and stuff, it just didn't seem to keep up. So I found this really cool HP one for, I think it was like 120 bucks or something for this printer. Um, but it works freaking amazingly well, whether you're on PC or Mac or you're on your cell phone, which is really cool. That's really cool. Um, because I can air print to this printer seamlessly. And so it uses a app called HP Smart. And it is so ridiculously easy to print from my phone because I don't really get on a laptop or a computer that much when I'm at home. A lot of times I just have a document that was sent over. I just need to print it, sign it, whatever. I can do it very, very easily. So it's an HP OfficeJet printer and the app is HP Smart. And it's seamless to just take like a PDF file and then just hit share, pick the HP Smart and it'll send it right to the printer and print. Um, so very, very easy, works with Apple AirPrint and works with all the basic PC stuff. So Sweet. that one has been a huge, and the printer is like a quarter of the size of my old printer um, and it's white and it looks a lot better, so. It's probably like 300 bucks to replace the ink, but whatever. <laughs> it came with six months worth of ink, so it's all good. Uh, it's like a refillable thing for six months. So that was a, a little perk to go with That's it. Pretty legit. Sweet. Well, hopefully you guys got some value out of those widgets. You got some value out of the show today. Really appreciate you tuning in to this episode of the Whistle Way Podcast.